Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asiatown Voice. Asiatown Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans community, their culture, education, and events that they have going on in Northeast Ohio. Asiatown Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And my name is Yin Tang. I'm here with DJ Alexicon. Good evening, everybody, and I'm glad that you're listening to us once more this Sunday. Thank you. And our special guest is Annette Lawless. What's up? <laughs> and joining us again is Cal Newen. You got Newen. Yes. <laughs> Score. Good job. I'm not exactly sure how to. Uh... Absolutely. <laughs> Well, before we go into interviewing our special guest, Alex and I would like to do our impressions of the week, and hopefully our guests will have some things to share as well. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh... So our impressions of the week is something that struck us like a thought. So my impressions for the week is me finding out that I really enjoy what I'm doing as a job and on this on and my side activities. You enjoy your day job. I do enjoy my day job. It it's not Good easy. It's That's IT. Bad. Sometimes you feel uh, you feel lazy. Sometimes it's challenging. But Thank at the course. end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, I still enjoy it, and I I think I'm good at it. And then in addition to that, I've narrowed down what I enjoy doing outside work but my band Asia Town Voice Asia Town Voice nice. music dabbling in a little, a little film activities and it's a little bit more focused now because when I was younger I, I did a lot of side stuff and my time is thin I'm still at that point in my life yeah but then you realize that you're doing this side activities and you have to invest a lot of time a lot of research for example um, filmmaking mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm I don't aspire to be a big director of big filmmaker but I am researching technical aspects of acting I enjoy the technical aspects of filmmaking since I'm a tech guy so I know the technologies involved in it. Now are you going to plan on doing anything in film? Yeah my goal is to have a documentary and a short a, that could uh, be fun. I know I and, like it. and I a like video because my band has already composed one original song so I'm mm -hmm. planning to direct video of that song. So Oh nice. interesting so it's more to supplement other activities. Exactly exactly. So you appreciate these side things that much more because yes yes it's it's the art side that's i i'm inclined towards the arts i, I like film i like photography so you just have to narrow down on which one you really want to focus on well mm. my impression of the week is i realized how important it is to have a good night's sleep oh really <laughs> <laughs> word oh my gosh i'm right there with you sister hey, no, <laughs> no imitating of impressions of the week yeah well wait uh, oh i see what you mean <laughs> but i mean it's like if you don't sleep, your memory starts to slip. Your health starts to go down. And then you get lazy about what you're eating. And then you tend to skip your workouts. Be like, oh, I just can't. I'm going to push my body too hard because I didn't sleep enough. And you also need that time to recover. And overall, it's just a sense of well-being. And no cheating. Like, I'm just going to watch this movie. And because I'm not moving, technically, my body is recovering because I'm not moving. Because hey, your brain needs to break, I subscribe to that, Dennis. Watching to, to movies. Watching movie, exactly. Like because sleeping. I'm not yeah. moving. Well, they say that for grown adults over the 
age of 18 need at least eight full hours of sleep to help them get their entire sleep cycles through. So their brain heals from any stress and their body heals as well. So I agree. Yeah, those of us That's who are very feeling informative, well, well, And they impression. say you never can like really make up for it. So like if you decide to sleep like, you know, a few hours <laughs> and be like, oh, by Friday, I'll just sleep 10 or something. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it totally screws up your body. So. Absolutely. And then mm-hmm. you end up waking at like four o'clock in the morning. It's very informative. What about you, Annette? What are your impressions? Um, this week I saw something really cool on Facebook. One of my friends, she put a post up and I thought it was so generous. She, um, and I, you see people do this and it's like, oh, okay, that's cool. But you never think about like how it would make someone stay. But she went through Starbucks and she decided to pay for the person's, um, meal or whatever, their drink or whatever behind her in line. So she goes through, you know, thinking about it through the drive through Well, the other person behind you is probably already, you know, got their order up and everything. She went and paid and then she wrote a note and she took a picture of it and she put it on Facebook and she essentially said, you know, she's like, you know, I just wanted to, you know, it's like sometimes it's the little things in life that, you Aww. know, are, you know, oh, what make people happy and stuff or whatever. And she was like, you know, to pay it forward, you know, you don't have to necessarily pay for someone's drink, and you know, unless you want to. But she was like, but here are some suggestions that you could do. And she created things like give a hug to a stranger, you know, all these different things. And it was so cute. <laughs> I was like, I love you. That's awesome. So, you know, sometimes it is about the little things of making other people happy. So that's I awesome. thought that was pretty cool. It nice. would make my day. I think I would remember that. I'd be like, man, that's really nice. So. I'd be like, yeah, free coffee. I know. <laughs> you I have no idea what you're talking about. He's not impressed. He's not I impressed. He voice impression. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Is there anything that happened this week that made you go? He was hmm. on Asian oh. Town Voice. That is what we <laughs> well, there's, there's one. Um, yeah, I actually have something that is, I I actually complain about it on oh. Facebook, and Uh-oh. it was um, that's an impression. impression. Yeah, 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 it's an impression. <laughs> So I yeah it was um, at work and and this guy um, okay I, I bought nachos and I'm I'm walking through the door and he is um, was in front of me and there's others behind me and then he op- he goes through the door first himself uh-huh. and then uh-huh. last second he holds the door open from the other side and and I, I come in and he stays there and I, I bump him and, and my nachos all over the cheese everywhere yeah. Oh. Yeah, Man. including the cheese. Yeah, all all this cheese and everything. Nothing was yeah. salvageable. Uh, oh, I, so yeah, it was. It was okay. salvageable, but Somewhat. not cold because I had to go wash my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, um, he said sorry, I believe, but uh, I, I, you know, I said okay. Now I want nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me some nachos. Yeah, I want yeah. some nachos too. Yeah. Now let's watch a movie and have some nachos. Yeah. yeah. In his attempt to be quote unquote helpful, you know, and trying to hold the door open for everybody else, but totally not looking at me, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that's a sign of overreaching, you know. I mean, there's some things you should do, you know, and it's selfish, really, because, oh. you know, if you're going to do that, you better be behind us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and open the other, you know, on the other side. So that there you seems. go, listeners. Extra laundry Morris. for you, too. Boo. Yeah. 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 Remember know, that, listeners, <laughs> stay on the other side. That reminds yep. me of a Chinese story, and it's very similar to the the scorpion and the frog story. But the story mm-hmm. was a farmer was walking along one day in the winter time, and he found a snake coiled up in on the um on the ground. And the snake is like, "Hey, uh, I'm dying here. Can you, I use your body warmth to heat me up?" And the farmer's like, "Uh, okay." So he's sitting there warming up the snake, and then he gets bit by the snake and he dies. And he asks the snake, "Why did you bite me?" And the snake says, "Well, it's in my nature." Okay, not exactly the same, but it's mm. like if you're gonna he help him after somebody, he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the afterlife. I guess. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, you have to go to heaven. There you go. Yeah. Just just kidding. Folks, (laughs) just don't (laughs) sleep beside the snake. That's that's my lesson. My my other impression of the week is um, I was at a Browns game last night. Oh, I heard they won. And they had a streaker. Really? (laughs) Thanks a lot for killing my story. But anyway, it's related to that one. So the streaker made my night. Really? Yeah, because... Was it a lady streaker? It's a guy. Because um, I was like shocked that I forgot to pull out my camera to take a picture. I was like... Open eyes and people were clapping and I was like, "Yeah!" Everybody was was yelling and he he was running. Did he make it like all the way across? He had a they... touchdown. Oh, he started he started the at the fifty yard. That the Browns can be really He started proud of at the fifty yard line, got tackled twice by by the by a Detroit Lions player twice. He stood up and then he was running with his underwear mm. and his knees and running running fast. That would hurt. <laughs> and Ow. when he reached the um the uh, the end zone, another guy tackled him. <laughs> And then, and then he got up again. And, and then they recruited him for the <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. And interesting, uh, it, it made me happy. It, it's a little so funny. <laughs> My friends in Facebook were posing, yeah, yeah. But there was a lot of people who were mad. Those really? who were not on the he stadium. Had, he had arrested and stuff. He got arrested it. and got charged. Wow. And uh, if you're in the internet, there is two, three videos of him getting ready. Mm-hmm. Getting egged on by his friends, oh. and his last words were, "Make sure you bail me out, guys." And then there's a video well, of him jumping and then actually doing it. I saw it this morning. Did they bail him out? Did his friends bail him we out? We don't know, but oh. we know he got charged in public uh. indecency trespassing. But, but you said he had underwear on. He removed it halfway while he was running. <laughs> oh my! So the impressive thing is he was running while his underwear was on his knees, and there were several comments on the internet by, "Wow, that guy is good because he was able to run fast with his underwear in." <laughs> his knees because he wasn't even <laughs> even caught he was able to run 50 yards diagonally across so, so talk about trying out for the team i know so it just wow. made everybody happy that's my, that's my well, i make it make know. you happy that's awesome let's turn our attention back to our guest annette so um annette can you tell us a little bit about yourself like your heritage where where your parents are from and how you ended up in cleveland okay um well i am from kansas Mm -hmm. i am from the wichita area in kansas which is cool where dorothy's from yes (laughs) yes i do not have sparkly shoes though so i'm sorry I thought you did. I have Skechers. Oh. <laughs> they could be sparkly. <laughs> they could sparkly? be. They could be. Yeah, I, I am the youngest of three sisters. I grew up pretty much in Kansas my whole life. I went to Kansas State University, and I majored in journalism, and I work in TV today. So I'm a TV news reporter, and I do, like, a million other things and acting and blah, blah, blah. Um, but my parents, they're a little bit about my background. Um, so my mom, she's Vietnamese, so I'm half Vietnamese, and, like, I'm half mix of, like, like this weird Caucasian Native American whatever it's got like everything in it it's strange but, do you know but what tribe I'm, I'm are you very, from I'm very proud I don't know a whole half lot mud. about my half other mud. stuff but but I, I, I take pride in my, my Asian heritage for sure <laughs> uh, my parents they actually met during the Vietnam War oh. so my dad he he went overseas and he spent I think a couple years there and he met my mom she was like a translator for a hospital so my dad was a war medic and she was a translator at the hospital and they met there and they got married there then he brought her back to the u.s and they got married here and it was kind of really i mean back then you know early 70s 
70s, the acceptance of people of any, you know, nationality. It, it, it was challenging for my parents. And especially then, the Vietnam War was very, I mean, nobody nobody cared for it. Everybody was so disrespectful to the soldiers, especially yeah. in contrast to how they are today. So, um, Or at least they, they, they're pretending. Right. But my, my parents came back, and it was definitely hard. I think both families weren't necessarily super supportive of their relationship, but it worked. And eventually everyone opened up, and it's really cool. But that's like how my parents met and everything. So they have three daughters. We're awesome. <laughs> and that's about it. So, yeah. It's a nice story. Yeah. Shout out to your sisters. Good. Yeah. I, my two older sisters, I have Kim, and she's, oh gosh, I, I'm not going to say their ages, but she has a son and her husband. And then my second oldest sister, Rebecca, she has three kids and husband. And they all live like in the area, like in Wichita, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Have you seen area, um, so. the show, the Broadway show, Miss Saigon? No. Oh, that's. Sad. Yeah, it's very sad and uh, but it's very um <coughs> endearing oh, towards yeah. the end. It's a story it's a Vietnamese story too about mm-hmm. the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. It's a very good story. And that's why yeah. my mom's from I, I forget right now the little the town that she's from, but it's close to Saigon. So, so that's about it. So. How did you end up in Cleveland? Yeah, oh. that's my <laughs> yeah. um So okay, I work in television and I am a TV news reporter. That's how I kinda got my start in the business. I actually started working full time when I was in college and I worked in Topeka, Kansas and I worked there for about a year. <laughs> and then I left because I'm like, this is, they don't pay me much. Aww. And so I, I went to close to my hometown in Wichita. I went down there and worked as like producer. And I also reported on the side. And I worked there for a couple years. That's where I met the man who eventually became my husband. I guess we weren't engaged or anything like that then. But I, I ended up moving to Cleveland just because I got a job opportunity to work as a reporter for Foxy. And they're a very good station in town, top in the market. And their company was really, you know, really prime. Actually, a lot of different places were trying to get me at that time from their company. There, I had offers oh, from Memphis. I had offers from Kansas City, Oklahoma City, some places in Wichita. And then I'm like, well, Cleveland's the biggest one, so <laughs> they're going to pay me a lot of money. So I guess I'll take that one. So thank you. Thank yeah. you for accepting Cleveland. And I have, I'm glad you know, that you came to our market. Here, I was so worried because I was like, oh, my gosh, everybody's making fun of this place. It's going <laughs> to stink. And then I come here, and I'm like, it really wasn't so bad at all. So that's funny. So even has, in, in Kansas, has... you hear that Cleveland is being made fun yeah, of. Yeah, and you know, so it, so it really is national. I don't there, believe I that know. we're being made fun of the no. whole country. It, it, you are. I thought that was you. But, <laughs> but there's so much culture really here. There's there's so much culture, and there is so much. I mean, arts and just entertainment, and it's just it's a vibrant city. It really is. And I'm very glad that I did come here, and I'm glad that Cleveland embraced me, and I feel like I really embraced it as well. So I mean, it'll it'll even though um, I'm actually leaving Cleveland no. very, very soon no. because I got a, a job as an anchor, a TV anchor back in Wichita. So I'll be going back home wow. to be a news anchor and reporter. Full circle. And so it's it's really good because I feel like it's Wichita better. at the yeah. time, they didn't want to give me that opportunity. So then I came to Cleveland, which was bigger. Mm-hmm. And You're now I can go back. competition to get that anchor chair in Channel 8. And now, and now, <laughs> now, they want you and now I, I have this chance to show them what I can do so that's really exciting and i get to be back with my husband because he actually we've been living apart for a few years yeah so i always read your post whenever you go back yeah you you shuttle back and forth cleveland and kansas so i won't have to fly as much which is nice 
Yeah. Well, what congratulations on that Thank one, you. and good luck. I mean, I'm excited. I am very, I am honestly very sad to leave Cleveland because I've made so many friends here, and just about everything I go to, like now, I, like every time I leave somewhere, I cry, and Aww. I always give my big hugs to people because it's sad because you never know when you'll see them again. But a lot of people, whether that's TV or acting or whatever, you run into those people all the time, even if you're many hours away. So I've got a question for you. Um, your Vietnamese family, are there other relatives here uh, in the States? There are not and it was so strange because when my mom moved here she actually was writing letters back and forth between her mom and she had like she had like extended family like I think she had like she has a couple brothers and then like her mom they were writing letters back and forth and stuff and after maybe a few years the letters stopped and my mom just sort of assumed that maybe her family had passed or something mm. and it's so strange because decades later my mom had a friend that was going back to Vietnam and she said well can when you go by you know my town can you go and see if my, my family's there or whatever and sure enough they found her family and they started reconnecting again and it's wow. It's just wow. so strange yeah. that, I mean, de- like we're talking 30-something years that later. That is awesome. Where That's they could, great. You know, and so, I mean, like they don't, you know, it's it's very, yeah. it's cool. My parents haven't been, and I've never gone to, to Vietnam or oh, anything right. before. So, oh. I mean, they haven't been there since. And I don't think okay. it's because they, they don't want to. I think they honestly do want to, but it's just, it's so expensive mm-hmm. to make those mm-hmm. kind of trips, you know. So, yeah. it's just a lot, of, a lot of work that I don't know if they're, you know, and that's, I, I would love to, if I could take them somewhere, it would be neat to hmm. go there. So, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> My next question well, is, yeah. what what brings Annette to the Indie Gathering Film Festival? <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> what brings you here in our presence? What I love at the Indie Gathering is that there's so much here. And so, I've, I've embraced film ever since I've come to Cleveland. Over the past couple years I've probably been in well I know probably close to 25 film projects and so some of them are features some of them are actually features that are showcasing here at the Indie Gathering this year but other things short films whatever and I I just I love filmmaking and I I never really thought I would enjoy it and I I don't know I had my background with acting is um, back in high school I was involved with the debate and forensics and so I would go to different competitions for public speaking and performance and I I really enjoyed that so it's been a while since I've done that but I'm like well I could do it again so I started going to auditions and you know people would cast me and stuff I'm like oh this is cool are you basically an actress or do you think uh, you also dabble in being a producer a writer everything everything because when I reporting here in Cleveland I actually I film and I edit and I do everything so I'm kind of an all-encompassing package and in that time in Cleveland I've I've won a number of awards from the Ohio News Photographer Association to the National News Photographer Association to I won my own Emmy I mean there's a lot of different awards that I've the photographer is that my belt. photos or that's video so when oh, I say okay, photographer okay. It's, it's videography okay. so and it's very competitive I mean you look at the other people's work from across the country and we just have amazing talent wherever you go so it, it's an honor to be so I guess amongst those you people. and Kyle are kindred spirits because <laughs> Kyle also wears different hats yeah jack of all I trades mean, you have to yeah, if you yeah. want to make a name for to. yourself anywhere in this business you have oh, yeah. to so yeah. I really take pride in my editing and my photography do you prefer a Mac uh, editing software yes. or a Windows Mac? All right, uh-huh. well, we're not uh-huh. we're not airing the show again. To <laughs> Cal, what do you prefer, right. Cal? PC? Uh, yeah, yeah PC. PC. I never, I'll never have a virus <laughs> on my computer. <laughs> exactly, <so. laughs> and it will last many many years. Wait till you get home tonight. <laughs> oh, oh no! I have You're going Mac. down. I have a nine-year-old Mac at home. It's a laptop. Although mine's lasted. Although the industry too. uses uh, Max uh, as their standard editing in Hollywood, yeah, do you use uh, what Pro software do you use? Final Cut Pro. Right? I use Final Cut. Yeah, okay. Yes, but some so. are moving to Premiere. You know. Yeah. 
even on Mac. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, here and there. But Final Cut, I mean, they use it for film <laughs> and for, I mean, TV a lot more these yeah. days. So yeah. it's it's pretty Final Cut is mainstream. very artistic uh, designed, yeah. while uh, the Windows one is for technical people like oh, us. Okay. I, I could relate That's to the <laughs> I could relate to the Windows right. apps. I do use Final Cut Pro too, but I get confused. But if I turn off my, I don't know how you do it, but if I turn <laughs> off my technical thinking, then it flows. Oh, no, flows. I don't know okay. how to do that. I've never worked in Final Cut chat We're really not airing this show. We're not airing this show. Okay, bye. It, 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 that's interesting. The um, the journalism thing, you yes, is AP style and things yes. like that. Yes, I almost got into that. I, I was oh. I auditioned really? and I passed the for the Air Force Radio Television Radio Broadcast. Uh, that's network. good. They oh yeah. my gosh, some of the best journalists yeah. are you know our military kind yep. of uh, correspondents. I want to do sort. the radio thing. I want you know my whole thing was the voiceover stuff, mm-hmm. but um, they merged into public affairs. Okay, and then they got rid of it. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. so. I would love. I think it would be so neat to go. And I mean, these opportunities are rare, but to be a war correspondent for sometimes sometimes they'll send someone oh. over for like a month or two. To, right. to go and do that. I mean, yeah. and you get trained just like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm not physically fit or anything, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't exercise. So, I mean, there oh. would, I would, it would be intense for me it to be able like to it. do it. But it would be, I mean, what an honor. I think from be. what I hear, journalists also have to, to keep up with where they're inserted, with the yes. unit that they, oh, yeah. they run. You they need have to be to well-versed run in and, everything, yeah, okay. yeah. physically okay. able to handle anything, mm-hmm. just like a soldier or, I mean, yeah. I guess someone in well, our troops. That's so. what they told me uh, of the, the airmen, you know, themselves who are in that field mostly mm-hmm. overseas yeah not really states you know stateside or anything yeah combat camera mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so um my next question is i believe you won an award recently am i correct yes i've won a lot of awards recently. she oh. can't remember what awards <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> when i read your bio it mentioned an emmy in there <laughs> yeah i won an emmy oh. this year um and it's a, it's a weird process so i mean it's just like you see actors on tv and they go yeah, t- I tell mean, us the process because i don't understand so really if you, uh, do you basically it? yeah yeah if you want to enter it. in an awards contest you have to submit like you have to go and fill Normal. out like an application mm. and you send them like a copy of your stuff and yeah. it takes them like a million years to get back <laughs> with you and tell you that you're good correct but so I sent in my stuff early this year in April. They tell us, okay, you're nominated. And I actually submitted huh. four. I submitted four entries this year, and it's expensive. You have to huh. spend like 100 bucks what? for each one yeah. and on top of your wow. membership fees. So, I mean, it, it, it adds up. So you go, you submit these things, and then like – a few months later, you hear if you win. Um, I, like I said, I submitted four. Three of my entries were nominated, and then one of them won. <laughs> and that was my first Emmy that I won on my own. The year before, I was a part of a sports team at Fox 8, and we won an Emmy for our program, but. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, and yeah. I did it, so she won it. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, it's good, though, to be a part of a team that did that. And I actually, when I came to Cleveland, I I mean, I know football and stuff, but I don't know how to <laughs> film it and all that. And I don't know the technical jargon, and I still kind of don't, but that's yeah. where my husband it comes into play. So whatever. But it's, like, it's really exciting to be able to embrace new. That's what I really like about what I do is that I just try to learn. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And I'm actually pretty good at filming football now, but mm. it, I, I don't think Have you reported in the sidelines? 
I've done some stuff. Actually, the very one of my very first times that I went and filmed stuff, I asked him, I'm like, well, can I put together a story? And I did. Yeah. And it looked pretty good. So I'm like, okay, well, it's something I have. And so I, I cranked out stories from then on out every time I went to a football game. So every Friday, they send me out. And I won't get to do it at all this year. I'm so sad. Because it's so much fun. Because you get to wear jeans. You go, and it's so exciting. Like, you know, it's cold out. And, oh, you know, when you say you crank up a story, what do you mean by that? Like when you just like create one, like you go and film it and you edit it and you just make one up. So do you have like a time a time limit? Yeah, I mean, typically stories like on TV they last a minute and a half, and you have, I mean, from the start of your workday, you may have like a couple hours to put it together. You may have a mm. full day to put it together. So every day is different. It's definitely a challenge. What about the live broadcast? How do you prepare for that? For example, you're going to be on air. Three, two, yeah. one. Do you, do you, you prepare for that? You just have to practice oh, okay. and just mentally just tell yourself to be calm that's all I mean I just try to treat it like a normal conversation between me and so and so so when an anchor asks me a question I'm like oh blah 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 and so you know when you rehearse things sometimes too much you sound stiff anyway so it's not fun <laughs> green screen it's stressful so um, yeah. well that's more for like meteorologists uh, I mean we don't really yeah, I've done green screen stuff okay. though Dick for like it. my stories it's uh, fun you're yeah. not your your what's your area well I, I, I do just general assignments general so I do anything uh, So anything they want, I throw out. So let's test this theory. (laughs) Give us an introduction that we are in the indie gathering uh, film. Okay, like welcome everybody. For, imagine you're in a ca- you're, oh. you're, you're gonna do a live broadcast. I'm gonna go three, two, one. Okay. okay, so do okay. you wanna like have a fake camera so she? Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm he's, he's holding up his hands. Right. Yeah, okay. I'd be something like you know, welcome guys to the 2013. Okay, gathering. and we're gonna we're gonna go live now in three, two, one. Welcome guys to the 2013 Indie uh, Indie Gathering International Film Festival. I'm in at Lawless and we have an exciting weekend for you all out here from short films to features and a million different actors and all sorts of classes and blah blah blah. You're not this isn't cool. Man, I've never prepared. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a sound. So that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Because I'm like, I'm like, I'm running yeah, around yeah. like, what's going on? Here it's like, <laughs> it's like watching like, on TV. What do you call TV, those classes? Yeah. What do you call those classes? Seminars. Seminars. Yeah. Seminars. There we go. Seminars. Like, what the heck is it called? Hey, is there some way you speak? AP style I, speaking? I try not. I try that's, not. Like some people work on their voice and stuff uh, like that. And I've heard so many different opinions from okay. these directors during my time. I'm like, I'm just gonna talk like I talk. Okay. You know, I don't think anyone's ever gonna be satisfied. So I might as well just sound like. And for your information, Cole, that's exactly how she sounds. On TV when I watch her exactly. on TV. Yeah. Okay. I keep it real. What's yeah. the AP style thing you guys? Yeah, what's the associated, AP style associated thing? Press, <laughs> associated Press. So basically, it's like um, a style that you write. Like if you... You, you say things a certain way. You abbreviate things when you write them out. Like if you read a story in the newspaper, they have to like abbreviate the the months of the year or, you know, military names and titles, that sort of thing. So it's just a little style to keep everybody kind of on the same page. So if you generic. read any sort of paper, whether it's the New York Times, the Washington Post, Plain Dealer, you'll have, you know, a similar style to read. So but but you hear it on the radio continuity. sometimes or even TV. And they, they have it for exactly broadcast the same and stuff thing too. As the copy, though. Yeah, they keep, they keep this... A, similar style for broadcast oh. whether that's tv or okay. or radio so. but how you say it, 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 there's no standard per se mm. at least for you i sometimes stations have their own like style book okay. like they have and they'll their tell certain, them to yeah okay yeah so that's 
That's something I think. that we do. You mentioned that you're, some of the films that are showing here, are you in it or I'm did you two, produce it? I'm in two films that are screening here this weekend. One is a film called Rude January, and it's by D.C. Evans and Andrew Numbers. They are from Kent State University. They actually graduated, I think, several years ago. And this is their first feature film. And they did actually a very good job with it. They shot, I believe, on Sony XD Cam <laughs> 3, maybe. Now I'm liking like this that. conversation. You're like mentioning technical. Along that line. Yeah. Um, they they rented out you know a bit of extra equipment, but here's the thing. So the premise of the film, it's kind of like it's not super pulpy, but it's kind of pulpy. Like it's sort of like I don't know, like What's it's the a little crime of this film? and stuff. I think it's uh, I don't know what it's rated. I don't think there's Is there a violence. Lot. There's violence. There's bloodiness. I think it would be R. I like probably. this film already. But um, it's cool. Basically, a guy um he gets in trouble with money and he gets he gets money from some bad people. And um, he's kind of running from like a mobbish sort of thing. But it's kind of cool. Like it. And there's, like it. there's a love story in there <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. I play a very small character. And it's actually my very first film role, pretty much. My very first speaking role on film. Oh, wow. And the fun part about this, or the not fun part at the time, was that the film's called Rude January. And it's filmed dur- during a winter. And we really filmed it during a winter. And it was oh blistering cold. Mm. And the nights that we filmed my stuff were the worst nights ever. <laughs> and so we're filming down in like the Canton, Kent area or oh, whatever. No. And it's, it's cold there. It's, it's freezing <laughs> and it's snowing like crazy. My car, actually, it um, I lost battery power to my car during oh. one of the shoots. It was awful. But luckily enough, because my character didn't have a whole lot of lines and I wasn't in every scene, I could go and sit in my car and stay warm while the other nice, guys froze. Nice. But I felt bad because, you know, they're wearing like fake blood and all this stuff and, you know, oh. there's liquid on them and they're oh, out in the cold and I'm like, it just intensifies, you know, the whole oh. experience. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, how do you do it? We have some yeah. very good actors involved with the project, so I'm I'm really excited. From Maria Perosa, who she played actually one of the main characters in the film, she was also in the film Fun Size, which when it came to Cleveland a couple of years ago, sounds familiar. She I know. she um it's, it's with Victoria Justice. That film, you know, it's a fun little movie about Halloween and everything. But the cool part about about Maria is that she got casted and she got a speaking role in that, and that was real exciting for her. So you know, it's and- it's neat to see the different talents that have come across. And this being their first film. It did well. Obviously, got selected for the film festival. A couple actors got nominated for awards, including Best Actor, I believe, and Best Supporting Actress. And so it's it's nice to see. I don't know if they got nominated for anything. So else. that is Rude January. Rude January. In and the, the second other film, film, the other film I, I am in is called Krampus. The Christmas Devil, and so it, it's basically Why like is that you know familiar. The, the title is familiar. Where did the, I... the name of Krampus is actually? I think it's pretty popular. And basically, like okay, you have Santa Claus. Well, this is like an evil Santa. Claus. You know what? It's familiar because I saw it in your Facebook site. Uh, <laughs> I did put something up recently about yeah. it. So Krampus. Um, the film. I, I don't actually. I don't know if I can summarize it too well. But I in this film. Um, I'm in one of the opening scenes. I know I'm there. <laughs> they take pride in me. They're like, yeah, we got a net lawless. You have screened this uh, film, right? You've I seen it. I haven't seen it at oh, all. Maybe so you're not in there. This will be my, well, they, they, my, my name's in there. They told me <laughs> I'm in there, so that better be in there. There's going to be some words So you are exchanged. on IMDb? Yeah, okay. I have I have a couple credits on there. It's okay. good. I, I think it's fun. And this film, I mean, it's it's really neat because um, Jason Hole is the filmmaker behind it, and he's from Pennsylvania. It's actually shot out in kind of the Erie area. And so, that was also shot in winter, but luckily the scenes were inside. So I dug this film. Okay. I was like, that's right. We're, yeah. we're, I'm doing this. So I drive out there. They paid me. I appreciated that. So that's I was money. Like, All right. That's I'm money. Like, I like money. Yeah. And it was really, it was, a, it was a good shoot. It was a quick shoot. Sucks. These guys have filmed uh, a number of films before with Snow Dog Productions. And so it was just nice 
nice to see them put together a really uh, Christina Michelle who runs um, the indie gathering here she um, said it's probably the best film that they've produced yet so I'm excited to see what it looks like so that's cool yeah hey, I'm like yay so um, Rude January and Crown Pass by the Crown time Pass. you guys um, listen to this broadcast the film festival would have been over so sorry um, yeah, I know. You missed it. I guess these films are going to be. You guys are looking for distributors. Still, I, I think uh, they both are. I, I don't think Rude January is going to be screened anywhere soon, but I know that Krampus will be screened in November out in Pennsylvania, out in Erie. So for those of you in Erie, yeah. yeah. So for you guys, keep track of these films: Rude January, Krampus. All right, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go on a quick break, and when we come back, DJ Alexicon is going to do Alex's corner, and he's going to tell us about uh what's going on in Cleveland yay Thank you very much, Alex, and uh, welcome listeners back to Asia Town Voice. And next, we're coming up on our favorite topic: food. <laughs> Ooh, yes, yeah. yes. I love that. yes. So, can you cook, Annette? Yes, I can. can. You cook for us. Can you cook for Will four? You cook for us, because <laughs> we are very hungry. Oh my gosh. Yes, right now, my stomach is grumbling. Especially me, my tummy is grumbling. Oh. Don't make us hungry. You wouldn't like us when we're but hungry. <laughs> are you going to turn into a giant green monster, Alex? Yes, all a, or a giant oh, carrot, or I will just plop dead on the floor. <laughs> Whatever, that could be entertaining. <laughs> what is your favorite type of food, like category-wise, besides fast food and all that? I don't stuff, know. So. Oh my gosh, I like just about anything. That's my problem. We don't see it as a problem. You look good. I like. I, I love food, man. I mean, any. 
When it comes to some of my foods that I like to cook the most are actually kind of German-based foods, which is weird. What? Like things like Burox. <laughs> Have you ever had a Burox? It's kind of like a calzone. I've had a Wiener like, Schnitzel. <laughs> that's nice. But like, but like, it's kind of like a kind of like a calzone or a hot pocket. Like it's like um, ground beef. It's almost like the stuffing that you would have like in an egg roll. Like it's ground beef mm. and like you like uh, cook with like cabbage and. How did you, you know, come upon these recipes and how did you gravitate towards German food? Well, I think it's like state fair food, so I don't oh. know. It's <laughs> delicious. But anyway, like it's like basically uh, like this bread stuffed with like um, like I said hamburger and like um, onion and cabbage and it's, like sautéed and delicious and it's like oh it's this little pocket of. <laughs> Awesome, and I love making <laughs> pocket of awesome. <laughs> pocket of awesome. I like to make like this um, German apple cake a lot, so oh, it's yummy. Well, well, no, what's the difference between a German apple cake and an American apple cake? I don't know. I've never had American <laughs> okay, apple cake, right. so. And, and actually, what is an American apple cake? There's you know, apple pie and apple turnovers, but I don't. I don't know if there's like an American apple cake. Never heard of it I myself. Know. I don't know. But then Sorry. W- what is a German apple cake? I don't. I, it does, it's not made with German apples. I can tell you that. Because <laughs> so. I was about to say, do you go to Germany or do no, you go to the West West Side it. Market? Maybe and a, maybe it's just the style of cooking or something. But that's just what they call it. So that's what I go with. So is it like yellow yeah. cake with chopped up apples? Or I don't. Yeah. No. It's it's just um. I don't know. It's made from scratch. I don't know what to tell you. I make everything from scratch. When I was little, <laughs> I do a lot of things from scratch. When I was little, my parents' neighbors actually chopped up apples and put it in cupcakes. Ah, oh, weird. They liked it's it. They thought it tasted odd. great. I didn't like it. I think it would be a weird like mix. Really uh, I like yeah. apples and I like cupcakes, but not together. No, it's very yeah. interesting. Do you know how to make um, noodles from scratch, like mm-hmm. flour and really? Yeah, like egg oh. noodles. Yeah. For, like I, I've made pasta before. And, yes, pasta. Um, do you have a yeah. pasta? Grinder? No, I, I typically I like to make like homemade egg, noodle, egg noodles for like chicken and noodles or something like that or dumplings or like spetzel, you know, yes. that's mm. good. I do that. So, yeah. Actually, a friend of mine had like authentic German food at her wedding from Schnitzel House. That's cool. I can't Yum. Even, have you been there before? Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Food is really awesome. I Delicious. can't even remember the name of half the stuff. They had like stuffed cabbage. I know and, it's like, the weird else, names, so. weird names. I went to yeah. a restaurant the other day and like they had, I don't even know, it's like they, they call like Peppa Kush or Peppa something or whatever. Where's I'm like, I don't know what it was. What's this at? It was awesome. Um, I was just at some pub over like in <laughs> Strongsville or whatever. And they had like that, but they didn't have it. Like they didn't have the, the chicken papakash or whatever thing on the menu, but they had like some soup version of it. And so mm. we tried it and it was awesome. That's I'm one like, of the uh, most interesting things about pubs. Sometimes they you, you find these pubs that are food. nuggets that have good food. or have dirt. Good Sometimes food. some pubs have... Starting chefs who mm-hmm. just came out of culinary mm-hmm. school and they're they're just trying to make their mark and they're very experimental no, in the food that I awesome. serve and you have to find these pubs in your yeah. neighborhood. I so. do. That's what I, I. Me and my husband, like whenever we go um, out to eat, whenever we try to find those type of things because those, I mean, ah. Uh, and they always have a different thing, like always a rotating menu or something. So there's always mm-hmm. something fresh and different, exciting. Are, are so. you a foodie? Um, I wouldn't say I'm like a food <laughs> snob or anything. I love anything, man. I mean, I, I working in TV, you kind of have to eat fast food a lot. That's right. That's so right. So I've been actually recently, they had like the McDonald's Monopoly thing. And somehow I had this false hope that I could like win a car. Complete. Or <laughs> so I've been eating like a lot of McDonald's lately. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm like, I am getting, I can, I can feel the pounds coming. So. 
<laughs> it's really sad. Thanks I want to win McDonald's. <laughs> I didn't win anything, but except for the pounds. <laughs> yeah. What, what What's the two um, dishes that you cook very, very well? Like your go-to dish. For example, mm-hmm. tomorrow, you, the President of the United States is coming and Annette Lawless is going to be cooking for him. What are your two go-to dishes? I like to make my mom taught me how to... Well, I like making these fried spring rolls that my mom... Mm-hmm. We make them all the time. They're kind of like our special occasion spring rolls. Like we'll go... All it is is just a regular like spring roll wrap um, filled with like... Oh, what do we have? We have shrimp. pork, onion. We have pork, onion, and shrimp in there. And it's just... They're thick cuts of them. They're not even yeah. like shredded up or anything. We have thick cuts oh, yeah. of them in there. And my mom's like... She's like, we're making these hearty, you know? We wrap them up <laughs> and we fry them. And they are so delicious. And like anytime I introduce this to friends, especially my American friends, they love it. My next and question so, is the oh. sauce. What sauce do you use with this? I like to just use soy sauce. I'm very simple with it. I mean, oh. sometimes sometimes oh, I'll okay. go and I'll, I'll have like um, like a sweet chili sauce or something with it on occasion. I like to make my own soy sauce. Or not soy sauce, but <laughs> that would be a process. <laughs> what the sweet? Uh, like, <laughs> sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. I like to make my own sweet and sour the, sauce. the typical right Vietnamese dish uh, or sauce? The dung, Vinegar? It's called dung. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The brown. The yes. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Something crushed. like that's delicious. Yeah. So anything. But I, we like to do that yeah, at home. And like that's yeah. always everyone loves that stuff. So and we usually have like um, for like Christmas and stuff. We'll go and like on Christmas Eve, that's when we have our, our Vietnamese traditions that yeah. we'll do with the food and stuff. And then we'll do the American stuff yeah. on the actual day. So it's always fun. Has, I like the day before. Has any of you <laughs> been to Greenhouse Tavern? Mm, maybe. Where is Never. it? That's in West 6 in downtown Cleveland. No, I don't That's go to West 6. The reason I, I bring that up is Greenhouse Tavern serves a head of a pig in, as part of their menu. Wow. Really? Yeah, it takes it 45 minutes to... Cook. No, I've been obsessing this re- this restaurant because they serve the dish. And, um, the lady pig said they're I'm so hungry yet. right now, man. I know. <laughs> they're so desperate. <laughs> 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 I'm not that hungry. <laughs> one of our... Uh, I had a meeting with one of my board members, and I said, let's do it at Greenhouse Tavern because I, w- I really want to taste this uh, pig head. But they said, oh, it takes 45 minutes to prepare when you start ordering it. So yeah. I guess they bake it from scratch. Wow. Mm. They, they got a lot like of pig stock. heads just yeah. sitting around. Yeah, I know. A lot of, <laughs> I could imagine creepy. the kitchen. <laughs> you know, when I think of that, though, I, you wonder how long they've been there. Have you ever seen, like, those shows on TV? Like, I don't know, Kitchen Nightmares or whatever. Yeah. Kitchen and Nightmares. it's awful. Um, like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Awful. I watch a lot of food shows. You do? Yeah, I, I do. do. I do, too. I like to watch yeah. those shows. Yeah, no, They're fun. I mean, it's scary, though, because the cleanly... Oh, man. And you know that every restaurant's got I that I watch this uh, show called Bar Rescue. So That's fun, too. I, I, that guy on there, that? he's I zesty, know. man. He's very straight to the point. But but it's like, come on. I'm like, they are here to help you. I mean, yeah. I know that the, the renovations... It's so amazing how the owners are, like, blind. So resistant. They're, like, they're resisting, like, but they're, like, like, 300, 500 grand in the hole. They're hole. like, oh, we're a success story. And I'm like, no, yeah, no, no, that's why you're here. I know <laughs> that million dollars you lost. It's Are you familiar with that, Kyle? That show, Bar Rescue. Yeah, I saw it a month ago, and I've been addicted. It to is It is addicting. I, it is so good because you you always wonder what. For me, I wonder how they will resist him. <laughs> that's my, that's <laughs> I mean, my interest. I mean, I know that he's he's harsh. I mean, this guy, you know, but these hosts of these correct, shows though. are just well, they. <laughs> 
they they need to be yeah. and but you need to have that discipline you need to just take it man i would just accept it and some of the people that they have on there they are very humble and they they're like okay let's do this but a lot of people don't embrace it there's and some funny characters owners there where they are drunk they don't care it's, there's one episode where he doesn't pay his employees you know i think so about those shows i wonder if they have people who are like legitimately need the help but they're maybe not as zesty as people like they're not going to be drunk they're mm-hmm. not going to be so they're the show kind of was like ah uh, well yeah. Uh, we want the we want the crazy guys. So yeah. He's good TV. They Not probably do that. Favorite show is uh, Bizarre Food. Mm. <laughs> what, what is that? What show is with, that? Is that with Andrew Zimmer? Yeah, Bizarre he Food with crazy. Andrew Zimmer. Oh my gosh! Like he's goes, been like, here in Cleveland. Really? He, oh yeah, recently, he shot a show. He, yeah, like um. Okay, so they'll go like overseas or whatever, and like, well, I don't know. He that's another show that he does. But this guy goes Bizarre Food. He goes. He's been to the Philippines. He'll he's eat. Been I to mean, Cleveland you know, before. They'll, they'll, he'll eat bugs and he'll bats. He'll eat anything and, uh, like I mean, cow brains. Like no, I one time I saw he was like in Iceland, and they actually had like they eat like blood there. Like they yes. go and they cook it, like they bake it somehow or we something. We have a dish that is blood based. Philippines. Oh, I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. I tried it too. I couldn't <laughs> do it. I don't think I could well, do I it. I think so. one <laughs> funny thing about the show is I think there was an episode where he actually ate rotten food because I think the Tupperware was left in the car and it was <gasps> hot and he still Ew. ate it and then he said oh, this doesn't taste good but when he eats something he eats it twice mm-hmm. he gives it a chance and then he said I just couldn't take this one oh, and then after yeah. a while I said I think that food is rotten because it was left in his car oh no <laughs> I wonder like how what kind of a, like a health package he has like you know if he but has a gym membership tough. for work I, I and, think his digestive you know, system is pretty strong well I would assume it's pretty yeah, yeah. it's built some resistance <laughs> over the years for sure and it's it, sort of like people who are really clean Clean. Like those people tend to get sick a lot more because their their bodies aren't adjusted yeah. to yeah. you know the different bacteria and everything. So that's I think why one I one of his secrets clean. is he never drinks local water. Mm-hmm. What and do you mean? He does not drink local tap water whenever he goes to a different country. He will eat oh. anything that's cooked, but he does not drink local tap water. He always drink bottled water. Well, maybe he had a, maybe he did at one point and I, he had a bad experience. <laughs> like, like seriously, you know, it's. Sure. I could relate to that because whenever I go back to the Philippines, I cannot drink tap water because I get sick. Neither at the boiling. Yeah, because I got my body got adjusted for being in the U.S. for so long. Mm-hmm. So when I go back we to the Philippines, shouldn't drink tap water at all. I mean, well, you know, the first time I came back, I was like, you know, I I, I was born here. I don't care. And then I got yeah. sick two days later. Oh no, <laughs> that's that's a lesson. That's the lesson. So that after sucks. that, you know, oh, no. that even back. brush your teeth, not even brush your teeth. Really? Yeah, I, I brush with bottled water when, oh when my I'm gosh. there. So. That's a, crazy. It's very, very true. Like when I went to China when I was little, I would be violently ill, like for the first week. I mean, after the third day, you start to recover, but it does take like a full seven days to. Oh, no. Then it's like, okay, no, no tap water, not even for brushing my teeth. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it is just the food. Like they cook it, and sometimes like the dishes are washed with water and it's just cross contaminated a little bit. And it's just, it's really not, you know, like a health hazard. It's just. It's me, not you. Yeah. It's just I've heard that one. It. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that a lot too, and I was a teenager. Yeah. It really is me. I don't know if you can avoid can. certain things. I mean, you know, even here in the States, That's you know, true. I, I might have, I'm just guessing, I might have eaten some Greek thing. Yeah. And I got a Helicobacter pylori. Oof. Ooh. Yeah, H. pylori. Um, and it just, I almost you died. Survived. I almost died. Oh my gosh. Uh, you have a purpose. And, and, and antibiotics. That's the only way it'll wow. kill me. Wow. So, yeah, I, and I went to the hospital for no reason. Waste oh, all my money, that you know. Sucks. When it was just that, it's the bacteria. You just gotta get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and endoscopy, you know. 
then they just give you a ton of antibiotics and flushes it out yeah. and That's water it. and rest. And it, I, it was like, oh, so bloated, you know. And <laughs> they stink. It lives in acid. I can't stand medicine. Like, I try not to, like, I mean, for that, you would have to. But, like, yes. I like if I have a headache, I try not to, like, take an Have you traveled already. internationally before? Um, I have. I've been to, like, Australia and New Zealand. So it wasn't, like, a hardcore Yeah, not the hardcore. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's still uh, culturally a lot different. And I really liked going, going to Australia, especially. I mean, people down there are so nice. Yeah, they're not American. <laughs> I mean, they're very welcoming, and the the culture. I mean, just everything's really neat down there. So that was fun. I did that in high school. I spent a summer overseas, nice. so that was cool. How are the beaches? Yeah, really nice. I yeah. mean, it was cool. It, it, being summer, I mean, it wasn't their summer, or at least it wasn't summer prime, but it was still nice and warm. And actually, there was one place I went to. I think it was called Tangaluma, and mm-hmm. it's this island down in Australia. And they actually were filming the Scooby Doo movie, like their <gasps> first Scooby Doo movie, no down there at the time. So they are just wrapping some stuff up, you know. And I'm like, oh, I just missed Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. and you know Sarah Michelle Gellar. And so it was, it was cool because they still had all the like the props and stuff from the set all around this place. So so it looked really weird. So you're pulling up and you're on the deck and you're like, okay, what the heck is going on here? I don't know. I remember so, that because I, so, I love that movie. And I went in there, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. So we, me and my friends, we snuck onto the set. And we're like, we're like standing in the props, taking pictures. So I'm like in this like big, I don't even know what it was. It was like a, like a kind of like a tiki thingy. And like this guy's like <laughs> mouth had an opening and I stick my head in there. I'm like, this is great. So my head's in there. It was fun. So I, I kind of remember that prop too. Yeah. So I, I know. I know. Sure, I, so. I'm envisioning it right now. Really? Yeah. Do you remember the entire it's, movie? It's on my Facebook. No, I, I, I love that movie. There's a lot of special I never, there. I never saw the movie. <laughs> It's the sad part. It's sort of funny, like a lot of the movies, like a, a big film that I've been in, I don't go and see them because I know that either probably my scene got cut or something, whatever. I'm like, I'll see it it's one on day. It's on the cutting floor. You know, so Aww. I mean, that's just the art of filmmaking. Not everybody's going to make it, even with the smaller projects. So you just got to. It's just the nature of the business. So yeah. if you guys out there listening, you know, don't get discouraged if, you know, you get slammed, you don't it get accepted to everybody. for audition. Even, it happens. Even the most even popular big ones. big actors. You yes. know, they're, it's so funny because I. I I don't even remember what film it was, but I was watching this thing on TV and it was sort of like an extended, maybe a director's cut or something of, you know, in, in the film, I'm like, I've never seen that actor before. And, and I didn't know they were involved in the project. It was a prominent actor. Hmm. And I was watching and I'm like, how funny. I'm like, oh, I would be so ticked if I were cut. But, you know, it's just it, time constraints or whatever. It may have been even a constraint to like the, the movie rating or something. You know, if they added a certain scene, it would change. And for, you know, filmmakers, you want your ratings to work well with the audience so then you can make more money. So, I mean, you know, you want to be, if you're family friendly or whatever, it could Mm -hmm. mean more bucks in the long run. So that's that's unfortunate. I mean, not that, you know, that's the way they have to think. I'm like, just make it for the the best of the film. I know. For the, you know, for the sake of the filmmaking. So (laughs) don't worry about the money. But I'm sure that actor, I mean, they all got paid, so they probably don't care, I guess. So (laughs) So how did you, um, what what point in your life did you know that you wanted to be on television or broadcast or even acting? Is it an early process? for you because for me I, I, I found out when I was 16 that I wanted to do computers Aww, well that's cool no it wasn't early for me no. um, well I mean in, in high school like I said I, I had done well like uh, I had won awards and I mean national awards and accomplishments as like a sophomore that people didn't even graduate with and I had like 75 maybe even more medals from debate and forensics and student congress and stuff so I knew I had a a niche in there I actually went to college thinking I was I went in as a political science major I thought I was going to maybe be a speech writer something along those lines and then it just sort of translated I, I 
in college there was actually a big racial issue on campus and it was it was pretty it was pretty heated and actually got taken to I think the Supreme Court wow. at some point and basically the student newspaper on campus they they published maybe inadvertently maybe they I, I think it was just kids being naive but they they had like a little forum section where people could call in and leave like a quippy little comment in yes. there and it was you know it's addictive to go and do that so you call in you say your your zesty <laughs> little thing and like oh yeah it got in the paper that's awesome I loved it but someone made a comment about that weekend or that during that week they had a, a big um, conference for black students like a for the the whole like big 12 or something it was a big conference and then someone made a comment a racial comment but it wasn't like an obvious one it was something like about fried chicken or something and they made some <laughs> comment and it you know it's kind of funny kind of whatever but I don't think the people who were editing it and they were all students editing it I don't think they realized you know what they were doing so they published it and then it became this big uproar and they had like a student advisor who um, one of the faculty members that advised the paper he actually got fired from his position wow. there not from the university but from that position wow. because of this and it, it went eventually to the I mean all sorts of facets within the courts and it became an issue on campus of you know how educated are these journalists and stuff and I, I became very frustrated because at the time I was president of the Vietnamese Student Union on campus and I was just like you know I mean something needs to be done and so we all collaborated all the minority groups who you know we would support each other because that's just how you how we operate and so mm-hmm. we go and we went to the rallies and all sorts of stuff you know and I thought you know what I, I, I I'm not saying that I, I support the paper but I want to know how they how this process works so I eventually joined the student newspaper mm. and you know because I wanted to see that side of things and that was sort of my introduction to journalism that's when it started when and so yeah I actually had some radio experience before that um, I was I had a, a talk show with a friend of mine on campus for a couple years and so we, we had done that and I, I had started doing the writing thing and it, it sort of hooked in there and then eventually the TV thing came and I think it just came because I'm like well let's see what all I can do before I make a decision on what I'm going to do forever that's right and so that is just how to how it all kind of entered. And is this I think your it, freshman, sophomore, junior? Yeah, my freshman, sophomore oh, okay. year. I would say my sophomore year that kicked into gear. So I switched from political science to um, print journalism. And then I added like um, broadcasting and public relations to it. So I stayed in college for like five years, but I got wow. a bunch of degrees. So I yeah, guess it's all that all right. matters. So whatever. <laughs> Took me a long time to that. That's okay. I went to grad school too, but I was a grad school yeah, dropout. I'm yeah. like, I can't, I don't want to do this yeah. anymore. I'm like, I'm kind of done. So... Yeah, <laughs> no more studying for me. Yeah. It took me a long time because um, I was on the cusp of uh, graduation from the Philippines when I immigrated here. Mm-hmm. Continued my study here, oh. but a lot of my classes were not credited. Oh no, that's so seems. in the Philippines during that time it was three credits per class, while in here it's four. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So for two classes I got credited one. Oh no! no. So I said. All that work. Yeah, I know. So and I, you know your education there is probably better than here, right? So. I know. And it's computer <laughs> science. So I said, well, I don't care. I'll just repeat all my computer science and get as much credit. They wouldn't They wouldn't let you, like, test out. See, in college, they let us, if you, like, you could test out a I class. Thought so about I, go that. Do that I thought about that. I thought about that. But since the computer industry was moving fast. So yeah. each year the curriculum changes. So I said, well, I'll just study it so that I'll be updated it. also. Yeah. So the result is these days I'm doing a different line of work from the from my batchmates that I left in the Philippines. Yeah. Oh, I love testing out. It was awesome. I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't want to take Were a you an AP class, advanced so. placement? Yeah, I, I took a lot of like honors classes in high school and college. So I just, uh, it was nice. Testing out. I don't have to, you know, I go, you shortcut. go in for a day and, you know, they're like, yep. give us public speech. And I'm like, okay. So, yeah. you know, there we go. I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> Thank you for the A. For, for public speaking, mm-hmm. the, the test. Yeah. And for like math and different yeah. things. So I just would test out a lot okay. of stuff. 
episode. Yeah, I didn't take the speech class. I, I tested it out on that one too. Even nice. Though, uh, I, I I knew nothing about public speaking. <laughs> <laughs> By past. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Hey, that's okay. Yeah. Awesome. So how are your parents? Like, um, as you were growing up, were they more strict as Asian parents or were they more laid back and just let you do whatever you wanted to do? My parents are very laid back. Like, and I, it's it's interesting. Like, I don't think any of, like, my sisters, I don't think any of us had a curfew or wow. anything like that. I think just things were implied. Like, you know, we never got lectures about drugs or sex or mm-hmm. anything like that. It was just sort yeah. of like, you know, we were just, we just knew to be good. And so, and we were. And so Did you cut classes? Um, maybe in college. In high school, I college. did. That's implied. In high school, I kind of, I did once, and this is kind of. So my senior year, I, um, I, I begged my school because there weren't. I, I had taken all the classes I needed to graduate, but I wanted. I should have just taken college classes, honestly, while I was waiting to finish school. But I, I was like, oh well, I want to create some independent study courses. So I asked to create an independent study political science course. I think I asked for like an independent study, like I don't know if it was calculus. It was a pre-calculus class that I asked for, and I don't know why I did that. But anyway, I asked for that, and I begged and begged and begged, and they're like, no, we can't do that because. They're like, you're not in the gifted program or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm gifted. I know myself. I'm gifted. And I'm just like, well, I'm like, if, if a student has the passion to go and do it, let them do it. Because exactly. you know that's, that's going to get the best results possible. Eventually, I got into the classes that I wanted for independent study. And I remember one day, I actually cut out of school. It was actually for my <laughs> Spanish class. Hold up. It wasn't for independent study. I'm forgetting oh. what happened. Uh-oh. So it was for Spanish Uh-oh. class. <laughs> and so we're taking Spanish class. And it's toward the end of the school year. Like, we're probably like two weeks left at school for for my high school career and so we have to do something like i think we had to translate like a children's book or something like that so they're like bring in children's book to class da, da, da. well we took block classes so classes were like an hour and a half long and i'm like i'm just gonna i forgot my book and so i was like i'm gonna have to sit here for an hour and a half and do nothing and i'm sure i could have like googled it but i didn't understand the concept really of google because i don't even <laughs> think google really existed so it may have been like yahoo or some sort of you know whatever or ask jeeves does anybody remember ask jeeves i thought that was cool but anyway um so I do remember Jeeves. I asked Jeeves many things. I liked it. I don't know if that website exists anymore. I'm sure it does. But anyway, so I go home. I actually leave school, go home, bring a book back. And I, my home's like five minutes away. So I'm like, whatever. I go home, bring my book back, and I go to class. And I get called in the office. And I'm like, great. Sucks. <laughs> so I get called in the office and I go in there and like the assistant principal he's like so did you just leave school and I'm like yeah <laughs> so he's like well I mean he saw me walk into the parking lot and I'm like well I'm like I needed to get a book for class and I'm like I didn't want to sit around and do nothing I wanted to actually do what I'm supposed to and he's like well you can't leave school and da 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 so he wrote me up and oh. he wrote me up for like a suspension or something and so my parents get a letter and they're like threatening to like not let me walk at graduation oh and like um, they told me I have to go and do like Saturday school and all this stuff. And my Spanish teacher, she was really cool. Miss Wilson was awesome. And so Senorita Wilson's like, okay. She's like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to do anything. I'm like, okay, thanks. Bye. And so I didn't have to do anything, but my mom was like freaking out. She's like, oh my gosh. She was like, you're going to have to go. She's like, they're not going to let you. I'm like, mom, they'll let me walk. I'm like, chill out. If not, it's a cool story. Cause I'm like, I'll get my <laughs> diploma. It's not like, you know, whatever. I'm like, it's fine. Chill out, lady. It's a cool so, story right now. Yeah. So <laughs> I almost wasn't able to walk at graduation, which is really <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Then college just covers that up anyway. Yeah. So. yeah. That's right. Yeah. There was no point. To, I mean, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> High school was 
drab. I don't know what to tell you. So yeah, <laughs> that stupid cool. principal, that guy, he's on my blacklist. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, you made the blacklist. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, well, I, I was on the blacklist of this my study hall teacher. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no. Were you the brat? Well, no, no, no. Because like, <laughs> like, I, I kind of flunked one class or something oh. like that. And then and he's like, you know, you're not going to. You think you can get anywhere on, on just your looks? You're like, yeah, like, oh, that's right, buddy. Like, yeah. He's working for Have the government now. <laughs> and the Look hair. at me now. That's right. That's awesome. <laughs> but, but what was that story about independent study? Oh well. Oh, I was just well. I would cut class actually with oh. independent study. So <laughs> sorry, I got them all mixed up. But I did. Caught, but yeah. I did study. I just on my own time. It was all really right. independent. It works as long as you got the grades. It was a independent study, so it didn't matter. Yeah, I'm independent. I study on my own. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As long as you bring home the A, right? That's all that mattered. So right. I had a, good a for GPA, Annette and so. A for DJ Alex. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that why your parents named you with an A name? Because they wanted you to get straight A's? No, they named me after a fictional uh, World War II German general that my dad saw. That's oh. cool. <laughs> is Alex a German name? I thought it was British. I don't know. He said Alexis, General Alexis. Well, it's okay. Is it like German apple cake? Have yeah. <laughs> German. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just checking. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it would be Alec with like a C at the end. Yeah. That I sounds know. more German. Like Alec Guinness. That's cool. Like, <laughs> I get it. That would be Scottish. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are nearing the top of our hour, so we want to thank Annette once again. Thank Woo-woo. you, Annette. That was Thanks. fun and very informative. You know, I, I got a lot of information. Oh, yeah. 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 She's got a lot of 411s to share tonight. We got a lot of stories now. Yeah, <laughs> and thank you, uh, Kyle, also. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you for, for returning. Yeah. For this. And thank yes. you, DJ Lexicon, for doing the hard work of editing all our radio shows. You're welcome. Have a great night, ladies and gentlemen.